Welcome to the Family Beacon Podcast from Minnesota Family Council with hosts Grace Evans and Moses Bratrude. Stay informed on the top stories on life, family, and religious freedom. Get the facts, stand for truth. Hey guys, welcome to the Family Beacon from Minnesota oh, Family s- Council. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're starting. starting. We're starting. We're starting. <laughs> welcome to the Family Beacon uh, for the last time in 2022 because mm-hmm. when we come back in 2023, it will be season three of this podcast. I am so excited, Moses. Yeah. Big things are coming, right? Big things are coming. Big things. I have a feeling that most podcasts, I mean, I'm just guessing, kind of just crash and burn. Like, um, you know, like people just get tired of them. They don't get listeners. Uh, wh- whatever whatever it is that's caused um you know, caused the podcast to fail. But here we are on the cusp mm-hmm. of completing two seasons of the Family Beacon, and it is growing. And it is, I actually want to I'm share just like some adjusting stats. my chair, Moses, because yeah. I was not ready to start. So sorry, guys. <laughs> Me too, <laughs> but, a little bit. Um, but yes, okay, I am honestly very nostalgic about this, Moses, because I remember when I first started, when we first started the podcast, what in July of, was it 2021? Yeah. I think it must have been. Yep. Uh, number one, I feel like we just been putting it off for a while. It was kind of the thing that needed to happen, but yeah. we had just been so busy that summer with various other projects for work. And then you're like, Grace, we're just going to start it. And we started it. And I remember we did a preparatory one via Zoom. I don't know why we did it on Zoom, but we oh, did I it on Zoom. Yeah, we did it on Zoom so we could record ourselves and okay. to see how we would interact because we never had done something like this before together. Man, I wonder if we should find that recording. We should. I don't know if <laughs> I, I don't think I have it on my computer, heaven forbid. But I just I remember I, I didn't Zoom recordings. Go we ahead. have this comfortable back and forth dialogue down. I really think we do. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have that in the beginning. At least I didn't. You were always a great communications director. I was nervous. I was – I feel like you could just see me kind of quaking a little bit on the first few episodes. I'll rewatch it. Maybe and I'll just think, a little bit. Hmm, I, was, I was very, very nervous. But now I feel so much more confident. I would always second guess what I was going to say because I was so nervous about it going out to so many people. Because how many people do we send this out to every week, Moses? Yeah, we have about – I mean, depends on what number you want to use. But roughly 40,000, 50,000 people. Yeah. Every week. And so yeah. I was nervous. I was like, okay, I got to make sure my words are clear. I have to make sure I'm not speaking too fast, which I still struggle with that. Yes, she does. And so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Keeping me humble here. <laughs> but yeah, we've progressed a lot. We want to talk more about the statistics, though, because they're honestly... Oh, we, we, pretty forgot, awesome. we forgot to say, this is not a political episode, you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guess <laughs> it's what? It's not going to be political. There's no, there's no news updates today. We want to, for this last episode of the season, we want to just take a moment to be thankful and grateful for you guys, uh, for supporting the mm-hmm. podcast, uh, for for Grace, my amazing co-host, for Jack, who has done so much to uh, make this podcast a success, and to, to look forward a little bit, to look backward a little bit, and ultimately just to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. So that's why we're here today. Um, a little bit more of a fun, lighter episode, yeah. which we don't usually let ourselves do. It's just so easy and so fun. Yeah. So we try to, you know, stay more we, political, yeah, like, keep you informed. We know but. that the reason that you listen to the podcast is is to get, get the facts, stand for truth, learn about... Um, the stories that are affecting Minnesotans, things that will affect you now and in the months and years to come. Mm-hmm. And we know that you appreciate that because you've told us and we are so grateful to hear that. But today we're going to um, we're going to slow down. We're going to talk about how we got here and what we've been able to accomplish. So let me throw th- throw some statistics at you, Grace. Yeah. In 2022, we produced more than 1400 minutes of content. <laughs> Can we just 
14 more than 1400 minutes yeah i think it's got to be approaching 1500 now with this episode because wow. that was a couple weeks ago yeah wow honestly just i am blown away by the fact that people genuinely enjoy this so much they enjoy listening to what we our takes on politics yeah and that they're just he, out here supporting life, family, and religious freedom. Like, you guys here listening today, you guys are the ones that care about these things in culture. That's why you listen to this podcast, and it really is amazing that we're able to produce all of that, that we are funded to be able to do that. It's a right. huge blessing. Right, absolutely. Wow. Um, so on Spotify, we're one of the top 30% of most followed podcasts. Wow, so that is shocking. Yeah, like 70% <laughs> wow. of the podcasts on spotify are below us which is kind of crazy because you know we're a podcast and probably most of the people listening are in minnesota yeah which is 5.8 5.7 million people out of the english-speaking world of and it's not just english-speaking podcasts on spotify but the english-speaking pod world would be you know a billion people who can speak english so like that's huge uh, 78% of our listeners are new in 2022, wow. so we're growing. Uh, it's not just the old reliables. And 44% more uh, minutes uh, listened to, uh, again, this is our audio version, in 20, than in 2021. On YouTube, we had over 13,000 views. I didn't even count how many likes. Uh, 81,000 minutes watched. Wow. 81,000 minutes. That's a lot. That's a lot of minutes. <laughs> Oh, it's a lot of days. I mean, if you think about it, because every single week, except yeah, for Christmas and day. Thanksgiving week, I feel yeah. like we produce. Yeah. Wow. So, so those are some of the raw stats. Now, why don't you tell us, Grace, about some of the most popular episodes that we have? Yeah, we were just looking at this because we were genuinely wondering, okay, which ones are the most popular? This is based off of. It is based. Based. <laughs> we're such. I don't know. Even know what? We're, now we're drinking on camera. Okay, <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> Yeah, please do clarify. This is water. Drinking water um, on camera. This is you know the thing we all need plastic to live. Water. We're so informal in this episode. Like before we start, I'm like scooting, or as we're starting, I'm scooting in my chair. You're drinking. Well, water. I did. I did. I mean, you did start the camera. To be fair, so this is true. Okay. Anyway, so these are based on our YouTube stats. <laughs> <laughs> wow, on our YouTube stats, but they're pretty comparable to Anchor stats in like what people find. Anchor most is appealing. our podcast platform. Yes, anchors are audible podcast yeah yeah there we go anyway it's kind of confusing what i was trying to say is audible is audiobooks audio audio (laughs) audio is anchor and videoed is youtube okay so our most popular ones burnsville schools attack parental rights which was episode 31 that one was our that was just a few weeks ago yeah just a few weeks ago people loved that one i mean so many views on that one on youtube so I guess that just goes to show, Moses, that people really do care about parental rights here in Minnesota. Yes. It's something that people are rising up to protect. You don't want to mess with Mama Bear. You just no. don't. That's what political candidates need to realize. And so that was that was interesting a few weeks ago, our highest viewed one on YouTube. And then Governor Walz's education plan is a CRT roadmap. That was a title of one that we did. I feel like that must have been halfway through I want to say that was late summer, midsummer, because yeah. we were talking about the uh, social studies standards um, and and yeah, uh, among other things. So, 
Uh, yeah, and, and now and now we know, which we didn't know then, unfortunately, that we're going to have four more years of Governor Walls and his radical education agenda. So we need to keep tabs on that, and we will. Coming back to you yes. in season three, we will absolutely. Interesting, both of these are about education. Mm-hmm. Burnsville mm-hmm. schools and uh, the CRT roadmap. So I think that's interesting. I think that's telling us that. Uh, people want to hear about uh, education issues, and we do. We talk about that a lot, so that's good to know. Yeah, so ke- we'll keep you posted on that. We'll continue to give you the facts on education so that you can stand for truth in your district. Uh, as we know, children are the future. My generation, each generation that comes along is the future of both our country and our state, and so education really is where it's at if you want to yes. change culture. So we'll keep you posted. The other one that was very popular, Moses, was the pro-life Wisconsin group was targeted. The mm-hmm. one where we talked all about how our sister organization in Wisconsin got vandalized uh, by Jane's Revenge. That was a very popular episode. People like to be kept in the loop about that kind of thing, yeah. um, that kind of a thing. And so, unfortunately, you know, we have seen a big rise in violence after in the aftermath of Dobbs v. Jackson and Roe v. Wade being overturned. So that's just something that we continue to be aware of. We need to continue to call upon President Biden to hold domestic terrorists accountable because it is un-American and anti-democracy. So yeah, that was another very popular one for So that was um, that was May 8th, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I just want to just Googled it to make sure I'm mm-hmm. right. There has been no arrests. Mm-hmm. There has been no clear sense that an investigation is even happening. The FBI's, the FBI, I actually went on the FBI's uh, website the other day for, <laughs> that sounds kind of sketchy, but just for, I don't remember what I was looking for actually. And I saw that they're trying to solicit information about attacks on pregnancy centers and pro-life groups. So they're trying. However, as far as we know, there has been little progress in making arrests. Just giving you an update, uh, yeah. since you guys love that episode and, and made it our third most watched of the year. Um, so I just think that's that's sad and instructive, mm-hmm. and we need to be vigilant. We need to be safe. Um, yeah. Very true. So those are our most watched episodes on YouTube. We also wanted to share our personal favorite episodes because, okay, it was hard for us to choose, but we do have personal favorites, and we just want to share those with you. So, Moses, go ahead and share your favorite with our audience and why it was your favorite. So, my favorite has got to be Season 2, Episode 13, which was called Reviewing Jordan Peterson's Message to the Church. Hey, you know, we're going to stick these in the show notes. We'll stick the top three. We'll stick the top three episodes and and our favorite episodes. So, um, the thing about uh, so Jordan Peterson, um, as you guys probably all know, is a Canadian psychologist slash psychiatrist, um, and he he has done so much in helping people. Uh, I think, especially kind of unchurched young men, uh, find uh, find purpose in life. Um, he's done. He's really done a lot. I I do admire him. And so uh, his message to the church was interesting, and we talked about that back in season thir- or back in episode thirteen. I really enjoyed that. One of the things that I really enjoy is thinking about the intersection of what I would call the old right conservatives, uh, who are, hmm. let's say, let's say that we're you know you're conservative because you're a conservative Christian person. That's great. Uh, that's probably would be a simple way of describing why I'm a conservative. But there's also people, there's also the new right. And those are people who are, maybe are not coming to, to conservative positions from any type of 
particularly deep religious faith, um, although sometimes becoming right-wing politically is grounds for rediscovering and re religion and even taking faith more seriously. Anyhow, um, so Jordan Peterson comes from that wing, but now he's speaking into the church, and and mm. it's very interesting. So anyway, check out that episode. I really enjoyed talking about that. I want to talk more, I hope, next season, actually, about the tensions between the old right and the new right. Mm. This comes up in my discussions with, with conservative friends frequently, like where do we draw the line? Mm. How do we interact with each other? How do we win? Um, yeah. So I hope we can talk about more about that. So now uh, those are our two favorite episodes. Oh, I have to share my favorite. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. Look at me. We're the, so informal this episode. The, we the forget. The male chauvinism of me forgetting to ask Ugh, you. Toxic Grace, masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Grace, what was your favorite episode? So I actually just changed it in my mind because um, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of good ones. But you better believe it was going to be a pro-life one. So the title, yeah. this was season two, episode 10. It was called Get Ready for Pro-Life Summer. Nice. And the reason we named it that is because there is this like – name going around that's gone around for the past few years of like hot girl summer which is really weird and inappropriate right but I was it's thinking, not going around now i mean have you looked at the weather <laughs> right it's so crazy but anyways we we're like okay what is this summer gonna look like you know what it's gonna look like a pro-life summer yes. and so we filmed that on june 24th actually we filmed it on june 23rd and it got released on june 24th and the reason it's my favorite is because of course as we know that was the day that roe v wade was overturned and but we had recorded it before we even knew that that was going to happen at that time. We had – what we had said is we had explained how desperate pro-abortion activists were getting. And that's why we were so – part of the reason we were so confident that Roe v. Wade overturned. Yeah. There were a lot of activists that were twerking in front of SCOTUS, yes, to try to get their point across, which I don't know how that get, changes anyone's mind. It just makes yeah. you look unprofessional. There were – I want to go back to a time when the phrase twerking in front of SCOTUS was meaningless. <laughs> vibes honestly <laughs> they there were pro-abortion activists that were literally stripping in churches yes that's how desperate they were I, we talked about this in the podcast that's so interesting it, sorry i just want to say good. that that yeah. reminds me there's this group i can't say the name mm. of it on this family podcast but mm. there's a group in russia do you remember who i'm talking about i, I, I have no idea but i just okay, can't take you seriously with your hat i'm sorry <laughs> well <laughs> I was taking you super seriously with your hat. So I guess, Sorry. <laughs> I guess that means I'm the more mature and responsible he one. He is older. I guess we knew that already. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I better be um, more mature. Anyway, um, <laughs> certainly the gray hair should be an indication of that. Um, he did get a haircut, but you guys just can't tell. Uh, yeah, the hat is covering up my awesome haircut. If you take you it off, what? it'll look a little. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm. if I take it off, I'm going to have hat hair. So you'll have to wait till next season to see it'll this It'll be grown out do. by then. Oh, I'll get another haircut by then. Good. <laughs> wow. Anyway, sorry, you were saying um, Russia something? <laughs> you know what? I was going really off topic, but I wonder if these American <laughs> people who are stripping in churches are getting their idea from this Russian group that was basically doing the same thing. Okay. And they like Weird. all got arrested and it was, yeah. Point being made, they pro-abortion activists were not having the greatest time because they were worried. They were, they were foaming at the they, mouth. They literally dressed in blood-stained clothing and held baby dolls. Like, they marched on and, the streets. And took abortion pills live yes. on the steps of the Capitol. So uh, sad. SCOTUS. It's yeah. so sad. So so we were highlighting in that episode, we were highlighting how desperate they were. And we said, you guys, get ready for a pro-life summer. 
we know that this is the pro-life generation. They know yes. this is the pro-life generation. We know that a pro-life summer is coming. And boom, the next day, the pro-life generation arrived and the fight began. Amazing. The fight had just started. And so, yes, we are in this fight to win this fight. It is an uphill battle. But I, I have to say that must be my favorite. Um, just so many good memories from this summer, honestly. Best summer of my life, hands yeah, down. It absolutely. was just a huge win for life. So let's talk about – you've heard our favorite episodes. You can watch them in the description. Let's talk about our vision for next season, Moses. Yeah. What things do you hope to, like, implement, change? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I don't want to change anything that's already that, – that really works. Um, we're going to try to just improve everything a mm-hmm. little bit instead of um, improving one thing in a whole lot of ways. Um, we The f- one big change is that we'll be in our beautiful new office in St. Paul. Uh, instead of here in the suburbs, <laughs> okay, taking this with us, um, probably. We're but we'll this? have, uh, yes, oh. uh, yeah, we'll have. <laughs> telling Grace <laughs> that live on air, <laughs> but um, the flicker in my eye of fear. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, no. <laughs> it's going to be good because we are going to get better lights. Uh, I think that's just necessary. Sorry to you, if you guys don't care about us talking shop like this, but we said let's have a conversation on air about it, and one of our lights died, so we definitely need one. Yes, um, you know, and guys, folks comment shoot us a message if there's any other aspects of the podcast that you think that should be um should be improved but we we really want to keep this the same format of getting you the facts so that you can stand for truth focusing on both minnesota and national issues focusing on life family religious freedom parental Mm -hmm. rights education Mm -hmm. the church all the things that are most important to us uh, and we believe to you yeah um, so our mission is going to stay the same, but our quality will just continue to improve yeah, I think every can, season. Yeah, I think we can improve audio quality. I think we can improve video quality. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there will be one sad change, which is that Jack, uh, yes. our producer. Um, Jack Bittner is, yeah. is amazing. Jack helped us get this podcast off the ground. It, could it not have done it without absolutely him. Absolutely could not have happened without yeah. him. Uh, he is moving on to bigger and better things. We're really excited for him uh, with, in his new full-time role. However, that means he can't. Uh, he can't help us do the podcast anymore and I'm sad and I can't really spin that in a positive way except that I, I do believe that we will be able to put out a high quality podcast. Yes, uh, and we're forward. excited for we've things learned that so he, much. Yes, we've learned a lot. We're so grateful for him. Jack has just been so instrumental not only in the podcast but also in our Unwoke video series. Yes. I had had a vision but jack was the one who executed the vision so well with honestly very high quality animation he has brought the level of quality so far up i'm so grateful for him honestly they're comparable to prager U videos in my opinion and how how well done they are and the and content is actually better so facts though <laughs> and we i'm just yeah i'm so grateful for jack we are excited though for this next chapter um of his life and his career so yes thank you to our producer he's watching this right now so thank you jack we are so grateful for you absolutely now we're going to turn to the christmas portion of our episode is that why we're wearing these hats that's why we're wearing these hats is that why i went to michael's to buy these for us yes yes (laughs) yes and i'm so glad you did because honestly this is not only comfy but it fits pretty well. Looks mm-hmm. decent considering that Here's it was how tight. much money? Two dollars a piece. Whoa. Yeah. What did you say about mine? It's a little tight. <laughs> it is a little tight. I have a b- relatively large head. I'm glad I got a haircut. Did you because see my smirk? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Did you smirk? Yeah. Have you ever been sarcastic <laughs> in your life? Never. Never. <laughs> nope. Okay. So yeah, but let's. So it is Christmas. Yes. Christmas is the best time of year, in my personal opinion. Some people it's might disagree. It's the best holiday. Hands down. Absolutely. I do agree with that. Um, 
And I'm I'm just wondering, Grace, mm-hmm. do you, as an adult, or do you, or, or growing up with your family, do you have any cool Christmas traditions, Advent traditions that you yeah. think everyone should do? There's a lot. Maybe we should go back and forth because I know you have some too. One of totally. the ones that I love, and I, for some reason, this is not as common as I thought it was, but I love going and getting a real Christmas tree. Oh yes. Chopping it down, bringing it home. I do not understand people that only get fake ones. Like, okay, I get it's less of a mess. I get that it's more cost-effective in the long run, but there's just something joyful about the smell of a real Christmas tree, the look of it. It's imperfect, and I think that's part of what makes it beautiful. And it's a whole experience, like going out into the woods while it's snowing, chopping it down. So I will say that this year with my roommates, because I live separately from my family now, we went and got one at Home Depot because they're very affordable. It was a real tree, but we didn't chop it down. Um, Right. I think that that's fine. I think ideally you go in the woods and you make it a whole thing. But I just think real trees are the best, even though we're going to actually, my family will have. It makes your house smell so amazing. Yes. I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, you can get a fake tree and you can get a scented candle. It ain't the same. No. I'm sorry. No. I love scented candles. (laughs) I think this year we're going to have at my parents' house, I think they're going to have one fake one and one real one. And they're going to have two in the house, which I think is a cool idea. As long as we have one real one that smells like a real tree. So. Tell me about one of your traditions. Well, I mean, same. Getting a real Christmas tree was a big highlight uh, mm-hmm. this year. Actually, yeah, we got a great family picture um, that's going to be that's going to be in our Christmas card. And then, um, don't forget to send me a Christmas card. I don't know that I will. Uh, really? I'm so sorry, but I might just every give year. It I feel like you. I don't get. Oh, great. We've never sent one before. I don't yeah, think. I feel like I never yeah. get one from you. Yeah. Um, if you just put one up on the fridge here at the office, that would be fine. That would be good. That's yeah. a good idea. Um, or at our new office. For at our new <laughs> office. Yeah, we're going to get a fancy new fridge as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those fridges that's so smart it tells you what you want to eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say um, nonprofit? Okay, mark. so biggest, yeah, <laughs> the cheapest one we can find. Uh, let's be real. Um, the best tradition that I think, and I, I think this is something that my wife and I did before we had kids, or at least when our kids were definitely too young to participate, mm-hmm. But now we do, we basically, we do something called a Jesse tree. And basically, it's kind of like an advent calendar. Um, so the tree of Jesse is the, the, um, it is the line of, the line of David. Uh, Jesse is David's father and the descendant of Jesus, or excuse me, the ancestor of Jesus. Uh, in theory, they're both sides. That's kind of an interesting thing. You look at the biblical genealogies and why they slightly differ the genealogies of Jesus. Some people say that's because one of them is, Je- is Joseph's genealogy, Jesus's adoptive father, and one of them is Mary's genealogy, Jesus's birth mother. So I don't know if that's true, but I'm just giving you that if, if that's helpful to you. So the tree of Jesse, you look at scripture, you look at the story, you re- have a reading each day, and you look at the story of Christmas, but you don't start with Luke or Isaiah. You start in Genesis. Oh, that's cool. You start cool. with a story of God's love for his people, the fall, why redemption was necessary, and then going through the covenants, the covenant with Noah, the covenant with Moses, the covenant with David. Covenant uh, theology, chef's kiss. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. And like God showed his faithfulness time and time again. Um, and mm-hmm. so that by the time you get to Christmas, by the time you get to uh, 1 AD or whenever <laughs> Jesus was actually born, it shouldn't have been a surprise that Jesus came. In fact, it wasn't a surprise, right, to Anna and Simeon, the people who were there who were waiting for the birth of mm-hmm. that child. I, you know, they didn't know in what form that redemption would come necessarily. But 
Um, but so I just love doing that. We're trying to do that basically every night. And then there's a little, there's a Bible reading, there's a little uh, prayer that we're doing. And then there's like a, a la- laminated thing with an image of what we're talking about. And mm-hmm. then we hang that on this little tree thing. So it's really That's cool. That's great, especially for kids. Yeah, it really yeah. helps. We, we have all sorts of inventive ways of bringing Mary into this. Um, and it's fun. Wow, that sounds really fun. Yeah. What do you, do you do anything with Santa Claus? I'm curious. Well, um, I don't really As we like, Santa I don't hats. love, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I love the that. whole Santa thing. I don't love the, I mean, when I was a kid, I loved it. I loved the idea of getting presents. I, I love the like idea. I lying to your kids. No, I know, I know. Like, so, uh-huh. so we, so far we have not done Santa Claus per se, but what we did do is we celebrated the real St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm who lived in Turkey a long, very long time ago. And what he was supposed to have done is there were these, um, he, he was in the city of Myra, I think, in Turkey, St. Nicholas of Myra. And uh, there was this very poor girls, and there was this wealthy man, and he secretly uh, came into their house, and he put gold coins in their shoes wow. so that they would have enough money uh, to, be, to have a good dowry to get married. And he did that for the oldest daughter, then for the next daughter, and then... Uh, when it was thought that he would be caught, he went down the chimney and put, <laughs> and, and so that's supposedly where the tradition came from. Did that actually happen? I have no idea. But we, at least some people, at least there's some evidence that it did. And so we, um, we told Mary that story. And so on St. Nicholas Day, which was like a week ago, we gave her some small gifts a- in Aww. her shoe. And um, is that right? I don't remember what, exactly what we did. Uh, yeah, I think we did. And... So, yeah, we're just trying to celebrate that way. But I think when we have real presents on Christmas Day, we'll say that they're for Mama and Daddy. Yeah. I don't I don't have I, a strong opinion either way. Well, but. I just don't get – if I was a mom and I went and bought presents for my kids with my husband or whatever, of course I want to take credit for that. I don't know. I would be like, yes, I got these for you. Yeah, I not, hard not for those this, not this presents. Random, not this random guy that doesn't exist. Sorry. Yeah, your kid yeah. watching. St. Nicholas <laughs> didn't buy you that iPad. <laughs> no. <laughs> not that I think you should get your kids iPads. Well, true, but yeah. No. Anyways, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's interesting. Another tradition that we have is um, these are all just kind of festive things, but we love making sugar cookies, like homemade mm, sugar cookies, yum. and then frosting them, and we do all different ki- kinds of frosting, and then we usually watch White Christmas. Have you seen White Christmas? Yes, I have. Do you like it? That's a good one. Yep. It's a classic, just yeah. the dancing and the music, uh, so good. That's so much fun. And then we also will string um, cranberries and popcorn on oh, the strand. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's make the it best. While you listen, or you, while you watch a Christmas movie or listen to Christmas music, it's just like... I'm dreaming of a wild wow. Christmas. I'm not even going to try. I, that's sorry. That's really bad. My <laughs> voice is not great today, but... That wasn't actually that bad. That was... Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If I kept going, then it would get to the high part and then it would be bad, so... I think that's why the w- girls are supposed to join in anyways, so... Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I love that movie. Our only... Like watching tradition is that we always watch a Charlie Brown Christmas, which okay. is my absolute favorite form. Of I did Christmas not grow up on media. it. Really? Mm-mm. I'm I'm disappointed in I, your parents because I was say, don't be disappointed in me to be disappointed in them. No, yeah, it's like not only is it unlike you know Rudolph or um, arguably It's a Wonderful Life or White Christmas. It's about the gospel. Like it actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the center of the story. And it's kind of amazing that it's such a popular piece of American culture mm-hmm. because it's also such a beautiful story of how discovering the story of Jesus is what matters. It is what matters on Christmas and it is what matters all year round. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, I can't think of any other awesome traditions. We want to start more. My family and I, we want to do more Christmassy things. Um, mm-hmm. And I, we, we also try to do like Advent versus Christmas and try to do like prepare our hearts. I talked That's about that really a few good. weeks ago, uh, talking about Advent. So, Grace... I- I think ultimately, can I just say one more thing yeah, to wrap yeah, up this yeah. portion? Ultimately, I think it's really easy to get lost in American consumerism during Christmas, even yeah. as Christians. It's easy to be like, oh, like for me, I actually love giving gifts so much. And so it makes me so excited to go out and we do this thing. Oh, this is another tradition, I guess. I will will choose like one sibling to get a gift for. It'll be randomized. Um, and then you could spend a lot of money on that one sibling right. rather than a little bit on everyone. Right. And it's so much fun. And so I get so excited picking out the perfect thing for my brother or my sister or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's easy to get, even though it's a good thing and you should want to give good gifts because all good gifts come from God. Ultimately, it can be easy to get caught up in that, even when you're buying something for someone else, and even more so when you're getting things. And so I just think it's really important as Christians to remind our children and to remind our siblings and to remind those around around us why we do these things. Like, why do we give good gifts? It's because God has already given us the best gift. Amen. And so it's just a reflection of that. And um, yeah, what a better way to be more, like, this is such a countercultural way to live, honestly, is to truly soak up the beautiful things of earth the beautiful things that god has given us and to that and to tell our children to tell others around them that this all points to god right yeah. we love these things god has given us these things but ultimately we love him the most yeah that that's yeah. so good grace thank you so much for bringing that theological point in because um this isn't about it isn't about traditions it isn't about saints it isn't about presence it is about rejoicing in him rejoicing in the god who rejoices to give gifts to us and Mm -hmm. the greatest gift jesus as you said i won't repeat you yeah and he wants us to be a joyful people like that's that's what we're saying like he wants us to rejoice he wants us to take joy in everything he has given us but ultimately we need to have rightly ordered loves right we love him first and everything else underneath so okay so i'm gonna we Pivot. can't go one episode without <laughs> without saying something controversial. So I'll say something controversial. Oh, okay. Christmas is on a Sunday this year. Mm. A lot of people are going to either have their church canceled, so they have no choice, or they're going to feel very tempted to stay home on Christmas Day. And you know what? I don't particularly want to go to church on Christmas Day, <laughs> but I'm going to because it's Sunday. And because I think that God's people should meet on Christmas Day, possibly most of all. However... My exhortation to you is to go to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I don't care if you if if I'm not your I'm not your pastor, but um, I think it's so important to make Christmas a religious holiday, not just a time where we sit around our PJs and eat too many cookies and have and 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 get, have gifts. Yes, that is literally one of the things that I enjoy the most out of my entire life every year. Right, but. That isn't the center of it. The center of Christmas is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think going to church is how we underline that and proclaim that as true in our lives. Facts. And I think as for anyone who's in a similar stage of life as me being just like newly moved out of the home in college or whatever, now is your first opportunity to set rhythms for the rest of your life that are these are rhythms that you set in your 20s and the patterns that you set now are going to affect how you live later. And so I think it's so so important for you to be consistent and to realize, okay, mom and dad aren't holding my hand right now and saying we're going to church, but you know, it really is up to me to go to church and to worship with God's people. And so set those patterns now so that when you do have a family, well, number one, your soul is really important. So take care of your soul. But then also when you have a family, when you have children, 
you have little souls entrusted into your care too. And so yeah. make sure that you are rightly orienting your heart now so that you're setting a good path for the future. Yeah. So I, I would hands down agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So like we said, we can't finish any episode without being controversial, but we also can't finish an episode really, not very many anyways, without talking about books. Yep. So Moses, tell me what you're reading. I will tell you what I'm reading in it because it's so fun. So I, I'll tell you what I just finished. I read a book called 38 Nooses, Lincoln, Little Crow, and The Beginning of the Frontier's End by Scott W. Burke. And it is about a war that happened in Minnesota. Okay. Which many people don't even know about. That's the Dakota I, War. I didn't know about it. Yeah. No, it's um, it's really interesting because it it um, it's it happened in 1862, and basically the Dakota Indians who lived here were being uh, stiffed by the white people. It's mm-hmm. the same old story. And they rose up. Unfortunately, they committed a lot of massacres, and they killed almost 500 people. Um, and it was not good. Uh, there are many, however, there are many Dakota who helped um, who helped the white captives. Um, uh, there's stories of amazing generosity on the part of the Indians who kept white people safe at, at the risk of their own lives. Um, but there were people who committed very horrible acts. And um, so this led to 38 Nooses, the largest federal execution in American history when Abraham Lincoln took... 460 death sentences, I think. Uh, he looked at the evidence, and he decided that there were going to be 39 Indians who um, who were going to face the scaffold. And uh, and then I think one more was commuted, so it ended up being 38 Indians. And again, this is the largest execution in American history, and it happened in Man- Mankato, Minnesota. It's a very sobering historical mm. event. Um, there's, mm. If you read the story, you kind of think that most of these people probably deserved some sentence, uh, but on the other hand, there's uh, continues to de- debate, continues to rage. Were these people who were members of a separate nation, and were they taking up arms against the United States in not a legal way, but like, you know, when we captured a German soldier in World War II, which is we didn't just have a court and convict them and shoot them, you know, like unless they were guilty of war crimes. So were they a separate nation, or were they part of the United States. And that's that's something that we continue to wrestle with. I'm so interested in Native American history. So mm-hmm. that was really interesting. Because of that, I all, and then I was like, I need to read a book about Lincoln because I, have, I never have. And mm-hmm. so I've just started, I'm actually more than halfway done now with, and there was light, Abraham Lincoln and the American struggle. And it's a really, it's a decent book. It's, very, it's brand new. It was published just some, two months ago. It's really short. John Meacham is a very famous author. Unfortunately, the book is too short. Um, I think we might have to talk about it next season because it's so interesting the way it deals with Lincoln and mm. allegations that Lincoln was racist. Mm. I think the approach is actually flawed, but I won't go into that in depth now. And finally, I'm continuing to read Rites of Spring, The Great War, and the Birth of Modern Society. These are uh, like hefty intellectual age. books. Yeah. Um, I feel like you haven't read fiction in a while, have you? Because I, I, every time you come no, on the podcast, I, no, no. Well, yeah, I did. I read the the J.K. Rowling mystery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I feel like you didn't like it, so it wasn't very re- relaxing. I did like oh, it. Oh, you did in yep. the end. Yeah, okay. I gave it four stars. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So the, the, that's what I'm reading. Um, the cool thing is for me, guys, I'm about to meet my Goodreads goal for the year. I was gonna ask you. So, what was your goal? My goal, I it was originally fifty, but <gasps> I put it down to forty, and I am at 
40. Let's go. So, and I'll be at 41 or 42. That's so good. Congratulations. Thank you. And Thank you, you read a very academic book. So this is very, this is like, oh, 40 academic. Like they're all his. Well, they're, very, they're not all. And a honestly, lot of them are audiobooks. Very, so it's like, yeah. they better be going in, but sometimes they go over uh, the head. Uh, for those of you who are listening, not watching. Mm-hmm. So Grace, what are you reading as we close out the year? Yeah. Well, first of all, not to brag, but I've read about 60 books this year. Holy mackerel. Okay. <laughs> I, but that, it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm school? Sorry. Is that what you're going to say? That does not count. You are paying people a lot of money so that they will assign books to you to read. Okay. But, AKA but a Moses, college education. Most of my books for most books that I've read weren't for school, actually, because for school, we only re- we usually read portions of books. And so I don't count those on Goodreads as reading them fully. Okay, fair enough. So there's like maybe five of them in depth that I genuinely did read for school. Um, right now on Goodreads, it says I've read 54 of 50 books. So my mackerel. goal was 50. But I've read closer to 60 because I haven't put in the whole Harry Potter series that oh I read this gosh, summer. Oh, my that's right. I yeah. reread them all. Um, so, yes. I am reading right now, I'm reading The Extraordinary Education of Nicholas Benedict, which is the last in the series of the Mysterious Benedict Society. It's another it's trick. Fiction. Read kids' books. <laughs> <laughs> well, personally, I just it's like the fiction. Biggest, is the biggest word they're, in they're that pretty... entire book. Participate. No, Moses, because the kid in the book is actually loves big words. Oh, he does. Yes. Oh, yeah. Big yes. words like elementary. <laughs> like I was saying, it's a great book. It, the, these books are actually pretty that thick. five syllables. Eh, le, meh. It was called the extraordinary education. So extraordinary. Extra or dinary. Six syllables. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Well, now he's judging me for enjoying children's lit. But in another life, Moses, <laughs> in another life, I would get a master's degree in children's lit and then teach it. Can you do that? If there was, yes. Isn't if, a master's degree in children's lit called preschool? Anyways, I would teach children's lit at a college, at a university. That would be awesome. But unfortunately, there is culture war to fight, guys. And um, we do not all have the luxury of teaching children's lit. But that sounds lovely. Um, my favorite book, I have to say, that was not a question you asked, but my favorite book that I read this year was probably Notes. Oh, I get to say my favorite book then. But go ahead. My favorite book was probably... Obviously, I read the Bible, so don't at me. But Notes from the Tilted World by Andy Wilson, and that was not fiction. It was an excellent book. He talks about how, as we live, we are going to, we are going to, we're on a way to die, basically. Like we're going, we're dying as we live, which is very true. Like every day I live, I'm actually dying, and I'm getting closer to death. Mm. And so. You're going to end up in the end of your days, whenever that is. Maybe you're old, or maybe you're 21 and you die in a car accident. You're going to empty yourself as you live and you're either going to empty yourself by like watching tv and doing all of these things getting your nail i don't know doing all these temporal things or you're going to empty yourself by pouring out your gifts and using your gifts to serve others so i can choose to die empty in a way after having made amazing meals for my family after having getting married like uh, brought up children um taken the hard route and worked for nonprofits that, you know, instead of going and working for the most bougie corporate corporate place that will pay me the most money, right? Yeah. Like we have a choice to lay down our life like Christ did, or we can live the super floofy, unfulfilling life. And you know what? We're going to die. And then we're really going to regret how we lived. Absolutely. So great book. He puts it way better than I did. <laughs> Moses, that is a great book. your favorite book. Favorite book. I'll keep it very short. Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. Period. Excellent. First the time end. reading? Yes. Wow. It was, it will change 
your life. It it's, was incredible. People think it's about adultery. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Sorry. But it's actually about what it means to be faithful in marriage. And there's mm-hmm. examples, both positive and negative. I need to reread it. Yeah, of what that looks like and what it doesn't look like. And it's absolutely glorious. It is one of the best novels I've ever read. And that brings us to the end of season two of the Family Beacon podcast from Minnesota Family wow. Council. We're so glad that you guys are on this journey with us. We hope to see you very soon for season three in our new office, our new studio, ready to tell you the stories of a new year, but with the same spirit of informing and educating so that we can all come together and fight for, uh, for life, family, and religious freedom in Minnesota. So thank you so much for watching and listening. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to or watching this episode of the Family Beacon Podcast from Minnesota Family Council. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you're up to date on life, family, and religious freedom. You can follow us on Instagram at MN Family Council and subscribe to us on YouTube to watch our content. Get the facts, stand for truth. Thank you.